You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. I just want to know what made him think, like looking at me, that that is what, what I deserve to be called. Because I told you, people can pick you out pretty quickly. Yep. Yeah, Pick out what though? I don't even understand how that how that applies to something. I mean, there's nothing that I look like that I would think would say it was pretty oh, quickly yeah. too. Oh like, yeah, he that's just kinda... looked at you. He's like, no. "Oh, that's it." No, yeah, he didn't even mm-hmm. hesitate. It was just like, "I know what to call you," and then that's what he called me. And then I was stuck <laughs> with it. And I don't I don't know if I should even say what it is because um, I don't want anybody else. You've to talked know. about it now, so you pretty much have to. Hello, everyone. This is Fun Employment Radio. I'm Greg Nibbler here with Sarah Extillan. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network, then available via podcast all over the internet, wherever podcasts can be found. And thank you for finding us. It is Monday, January twenty fifth, two thousand sixteen. Here in Portland, Oregon. It's already January 25th. It is January 25th. Wow. Um, We, as I said, broadcast out of Portland. I know everybody on the East Coast is probably buried in snow right now. We've got a lot of listeners out there. Greg, you're so so timely. Hope you're doing okay. Well, I've just been watching everything that's happening over there. Yeah, I saw a picture um, of our friend Kelsey who lives in New Jersey and her car is like completely buried in the snow. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, it, it looks pretty bad. So hopefully everybody over there is, to, is doing all right or listening to the show while you're at home mm. if they have power. I don't know if they have power or not. We'll just leave that one there. I don't know. You're speculating about things that I do not know. I should probably not talk about it. Mm. Anyway, there is that. <laughs> uh, so thank you, everyone, for tuning in. I want to remind everybody, of course, that if you're going to be doing any online shopping, don't forget to go to FunEmploymentRadio.com first, Sarah. Have I ever told you about this? I don't think you have. Okay, so we've What's got our the... website, yeah, yeah, which is FunEmploymentRadio.com. And on there, there's like there's pictures on there. And there's they're called like banners, like ads. And so you can click on those with your mouse, and it'll teleport you magically via the online webs to a shopping center that's online. Between, uh, through the series of tubes. Through the series of tubes, mm-hmm. yes. You'll, you can end up doing shopping online. Instead of uh, you know going down to your local uh, local mart in the in the corner you know your your local shop you can do all of this online just go to funemploymentradio.com first and then click on the Amazon link that's the best way to do that that would be awesome all right so there we go um, oh yeah it's being reminded too we can't tell what people are buying from Amazon that and we ca- absolutely cannot tell what you're buying we can't no we really can't we, we can't. have no we don't get to see anything people just click on the link on our website and that's it. Click on the Amazon link because it helps us out tremendously uh, when, you, when you do that because then they, they appreciate us and they uh, give us a little kickback. Don't wink and when you do that. That's just... No, that's, that's how you always steal something. No, winking at someone gives it, it, like instantly implies like, hey, we're in on this together. Like I'll do it all the time to people. You know, if I'm like uh, encounter someone or, or, you know, we have a good interaction, I'll do the, uh, it's between you and us. You, you and me. That's between you and it's me. It's not between us because we don't know what they're getting. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. no, it's not. But I'm just saying winking always helps out All things. right. Let's okay, stop anyway. with the winking. All right. All right. Beyond that, let's talk a little bit about this weekend. So over, uh, I, I want to say right off the bat, congratulations to one of our friends, uh, Gil. And he has opened up a barbershop in Southeast Portland. Like a rock and roll barbershop. Like a rock and uh, Yeah. It's a cool barbershop. Pre- it's a pretty badass barbershop. It shop. is, yeah. And so it's called the Southeast Barber Company. Mm-hmm. Southeast Barber Company. And it is located off of uh, off of Woodstock and... It's 55th and Woodstock. 55th and Woodstock, mm-hmm. yeah. And so he had a... Him and his uh, business partner had a big uh, grand opening over the weekend and so went down there and hung out on Saturday night. It was a lot of fun. 
Yeah, it was it was really cool to see it. It's it was cool because I don't feel like cool a lot. So going to you know like a hip like barber shop opening, uh-huh. which by the way I think this might be the only time you could ever say that like we've gone to a hip barber shop opening. Uh, so you don't yeah. really like yeah, associate like barber shops and like hey it's cool this place is awesome yeah and so went there you know had beers listened to music uh-huh. you know had just a great old time yeah. Yeah, it was great. And, uh, yeah, congratulations to Gil. I mean, that's always cool when you see somebody, you know, following their dream and opening up the shop and stuff like that. It's, it was really cool. So congratulations to, to them. And yeah, went down there and hung out at that, you know, had a good time. And then, you know, it got later and decided to head home. Yeah, where I wanted to go home. Yeah, and, and so was I. And our, our buddy Tristan was actually, uh, he was, he was going to drop off. You know, we had a ride, ride arranged. Mm. And, so he was kind of doing the loop of dropping people off, and but we got in the car, and Tristan and I are the ones who do our our makeshift bar tours that we've we've come up with. G- that we G- are going to G and T's shitty bar tours or something. No, not shitty's not going to be in the title I'm of the name. Sure shitty was in I the am title. not putting shitty into the title of my business. It's going to be like G and T's original Portland tours, G and T's OP tours, G and T's OPT. There we go. That's I'm, I'm starting to narrow it down a little bit. It's where basically we go to the crappiest bars that we can possibly find, mm-hmm. and uh, and then uh, and then we go uh, and then we get a beer at each one of them. We've done such such different trips as um, going far out uh, Division and Powell, which is in East Portland. It is the crappiest that we go to the crappiest places, like those places you see along the side of the road, those bars where you look at them and you think, wow, I guarantee somebody's been murdered there in the last year, mm-hmm. or there's a body underneath that basement. Those are the places we go to. So we, we go into those places. Yeah. And, now, and, that's, and you we're going to start warned, selling these as tours. And you've warned me about some of these places. Like I remember a place in particular, you're like, mm-hmm. no, no joking. Like don't ever go in there. There is. There's one place of where I really don't think you should ever go in. Mm-hmm. And, and that's because. Because I do like I, a I good value, divey bar, but as long as I'm not going to get you know murdered. I value your life. And I, mm-hmm. I, I think you should not go oh, in there. Oh, it's just because we have a business together. That's well, why. I, either way, it doesn't change my statement. I value your you. life. No, I'm, I'm saying it, there's, there's a couple of places where I've gone into where you. Yeah, you you shouldn't. You should, should. absolutely not. You should not go. Are in those there. gonna be on the tour? Uh well they'll be they'll be optional ones on the tour. Like okay. we'll we'll well there'll be a rough one and there'll be a uh go at your own risk kind of well, it's all go at your own risk when we take people on these tours. Yeah, that's what I think. But anyway, we decided to give you a little bit of a sample. Like when I got in there, I was like, you know what? We're not that far away from one of the first ones we did. Mm. We've done this twice now from where one of the first bars we went to on one of these tours, these homemade tours that we've come up with. And it's like, you know what? We're this close. Why don't we just go get a beer? This one's fairly safe. We'll let, uh, we'll let Sarah see what this is like. Because That's whether you true. wanted you guys to got or not, like ridiculously excited, like we were going to like some magical wonderland or something. Like you both, your eyes are lighting up. Like, yeah. oh, we're next to one of our bad bars. Let's like, go there. Like, why don't we just do it? Let's let's just go there for one. And so we did. We went to one of these, and this was one of the ones on on the original tour. And so East Portland, just to, just to give you an explanation of of East Portland, Portland. I've I've done this before on the show, but in case you don't know. Um, you know, Portland gets a lot of publicity for the Portlandia stuff, and you know, downtown, and it's all green and all that. Well, there also uh, there's also a significant uh, population of meth users, and 
and there's the area known as Felony Flats. Mm -hmm. Felony Flats is a section of southeast Portland where a lot of crime has happened over the years. My house is now being slowly phased out from the edges of it where I bought it. When I originally bought, I was in Felony Flats, mm. but now it's kind of moved east. But it is spreading out a little bit. Yeah, well, it's, it's spreading further out. However, where we went was very much still in Felony Flats. Mm. And, and so we went to this place and walk in. It's one of those, um, there's not so much meth, it's more really angry old men. Yeah, I That's wouldn't kind say of necessarily what, angry, but it was well, definitely more of like a drinking bar. Okay, we found like an exception. We did find the exceptions. I Overall, will say. I think that that sum is pretty accurate. It's an angry old man bar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and there's nothing wrong with that. We happened to find an exception, but that that's the exception that makes it true. That, okay, I didn't talk to any of the other old men, so I don't know exactly, if they're angry or not. Ex- exactly, that's that's my point. Didn't see very many of them uh, coming up there, so. The, we we got into this place and sat down. <laughs> Which was amazing, by the way. Um, it's one of those old bars. It looks like, you know, it's covered in the wood paneling. Mm-hmm. Um, little Like a lot of the lights are burnt out. Lots of burned out lights. Um, uh, old carpet. Old carpet. Mm-hmm. Yep. Old carpet that's been kind of pieced together to still work. And... You know, you go up to the bar and it's uh, it looks like you could take the inside of this bar and put it really anywhere in America. Mm. And it would you could plop it down on the outskirts of a town and it would fit in perfectly. That is the like the perfect description mm-hmm. of this place. Yeah. That's just it because there really weren't any windows, you couldn't see outside. No. Like you're just kind of in there, you're in the bar. Mm-hmm. There's um you know a bartender super nice but you know like um you know like sassy lady who's been there for a while. Mm-hmm. Like really like nice but knows her shit like. Yeah. It was, you're right. It's any bar in middle America. Any bar anywhere that's it's that place because there there are Millions of, the, I mean, probably, probably thousands, hundreds of thousands of these bars across the United States that are just like this, the same local people that go there. And it's clearly very much a local's bar. And it's an old man bar. Uh, but Which I love, down, you know, I love me a good old man bar. Well, and, and I do too. Mm-hmm. And I do too. There's nothing wrong with that. And like I said, I think we, we got lucky on this night because this is the one where we went into before where we were warned by the bartender that, um, uh, there was a customer in there by the name of Vic who was apparently on a tear that night. Oh, this was and that watch place. Out. This is that place. So so we we sat down and uh we ended up striking up a conversation with two of the gentlemen that were that were kind of along the end of the bar and these guys actually were pretty nice. They were they were talking to us, you know, they were they were they were cool, they were joking around and turns out one of the guys likes to give nicknames. <laughs> and this is just that's just his thing. That's what he does. And so he was looking at us and started giving us nicknames. And it started off pretty cool. So he looked at our, our buddy Tristan. And he's like, your nickname is uh, Jonathan Quicksilver. <laughs> like He just came up with this Jonathan Quicksilver out of nowhere. Which is a pretty damn cool nickname. Yeah, which is pretty or badass. name in general. It's, yeah. a, it's a pretty badass name. And I'm like, all right, Jonathan, that's, that's pretty good. That is pretty good. And so I looked at him like, all right, well, what's mine? Thinking I'm going to get some amazing nickname. You know, it's going to be something even more badass than Jonathan Quicksilver. It's going to call me like, uh, you know, Razor or something like that. I wanted something, you know. White Lightning? Yeah, well, White Lightning's, you know, the yeah. nickname that is I that what you were praying for? You were just sitting there, fingers crossed, going, call me White, White Lightning, Lightning, call me White Lightning. White Lightning. No, he looks at me and he goes, uh, your nickname. And then 
I was I was thought maybe he was going to be joking and and tell me what the nickname was and then you know and give me like a real nickname maybe like, like no oh, I'm just kidding no just no, kidding no yeah you're uh, you're hawk rate yeah hawk I really want razor for some reason to be in there yeah, why razor's are you latching on to razor I don't know it's, it's kind of a cool name is it like if I were to have razor yeah yeah Damon Razor that's pretty good. That's a pretty good one. Actually. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. Damon Razor. All right. Well, if you didn't Ooh, get Damon Razor, yeah. See, I know. Let's just pretend he said Damon no, Razor. No, we are absolutely not pretending he said Damon. Damon Razor. Razor is awesome because that's not the story. That the is story such a is badass that he name. Gave you though. another story. So Tristan was dubbed uh, Jonathan Quicksilver. Jonathan Quicksilver. Greg, what was the nickname that was given to you? I'm sure it was just as cool, if not cooler. It wasn't Damon Razor, but it should be Damon Razor. <sighs> he called me Dropload. <laughs> He looked at me and said, "Yeah, you're drop load," and and then just and then just walked off. And I'm like, "What? Why am I drop load? What the hell does that even mean?" I haven't seen Greg this upset in quite some time. Drop either. load. When he's just like, because like he got like stars in his eyes as soon as Tristan got Jonathan Quicksilver. I yeah. can see it. I can see it in like his his brain. Like, oh, oh, Jonathan Quicksilver. I can't wait to see what mine's gonna <laughs> be. But it's gonna be super cool. And then, and then he goes, he goes drop he goes, load. You're drop load. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm like, what do I look like? I'm I'm going to the bathroom or like what what is going on? All I can think of is that I have yeah, some kind like of a bowel might, issue. Yeah, you yeah. look like you might not have control over your or it's evacuating. Like, or it's like the shittiest G.I. Joe name of all time. Like I'm sure there actually actually there probably was a G.I. Joe name to drop load now that I think about it. But I mean, you know, it was one of those ones. <sighs> so what do you think it meant? I don't know. I kept asking him too. He's like, I don't know, man, that's just your name. He just that's like just it just naturally name. it organically came to him. Yep. Maybe you like dropped the payload, or and it something. took him like two seconds to look at me and and, and do that. Look, you can say drop. Load. Yeah, you're a drop load. <laughs> oh man, that's better than fuck stick. Well, yes, it's better than fuck stick. That is true. That's what the the crazy guy outside of my house calls me. <laughs> but no, this drop load. That's what I got stuck with. Johnny Quicksilver and. And drop low. Like, worst <laughs> superhero name ever is pretty much what that is. Or worst Maybe he any you kind like of name. you a really good kidnapper, you know, and you're the person that's delivering the. Well, I guess you wouldn't be delivering. No. You wouldn't be dropping off the there's nothing You'd be good picking in, it up. There's nothing good implied, implied with drop load. I suppose not. No. Sounds like I'm dropping a load. Like, like it's It just, really does sound like you're, like, dropping your pants in the middle of a road and yeah. going to town. Yeah. That's that's just it's being noted in the chat. Dropload sounds like a really wacky morning DJ name. Yeah, it could sound like that too. It's 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 not what I want. It's not what I wanted. I'm really impressed that you actually said what the real one was. I know I shouldn't, but it just brings back my point though that I think I think at least I should be able to choose my own nicknames because I've I've got a lot of nicknames. You know that the kids nobody call me. ever is allowed to choose their own nickname. It's against you the know rules. I've it's been against ca- all the rules. I've been called uh, you know when I'm on the basketball court, the kids call me Swish because I'm always nailing the three pointers. We've talked about nobody's that. ever called you that Swish. Uh, that you know uh, people call, well, White Lightning. That was my wrestling name um, that I made up for myself. Cockroach. Cockroach. Oh yeah, cockroach. That was that was one when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because. Because although well no that's not really tainted that's not it's not cockroach from the Cosby Show's fault yeah it was it was named after him mm-hmm. you know I had that nickname got all kinds of really really good nicknames but I think the best one I mean if you got it from the nickname Guru himself then you probably have to stick with Dropload Dropload no oh God. no <laughs> that is that is what he called me so that was it and I don't even know if you got one I didn't no they loved me. <sighs> I don't think they like the looks of you, Dropload. 
No, they were like charming gentlemen. I love them. They're like buying me like fancy drinks and stuff. You bought me a shot <laughs> later. Just calling you drop load. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can call me drop load. That bar itself, well, anyway. though, was pretty cool because I like talking to, um, you know, like. This, this round, I will say, was better than uh, the previous round of visiting that one. I had a great time. I uh-huh. really liked it. And then the conversation that we had, like the bartender and then the two uh, gentlemen that we were sitting next to were hilarious. Yeah, I mean, see up- reference again that one of them called Greg Droplode. Um, they were they were very, very funny. And uh, so Damon up- Razor. Just call me Damon Razor. Nobody's calling you Damon Razor. So we were sitting at the bar and, um, you know, just like talking to the bartender and just talking to the gentleman. And we got to hear a little bit of history about the bar, which I just found Absolutely fascinating. Mm-hmm. It's a really cool place. So this bar, in particular, it's in. It, it's older. It's been around for yeah for some time. Yeah, yeah. And so one of the one of the people that we were sitting with, he was telling us how you know he's been going to this place for years. Well, this is one of the the things where you go to these smaller places. This is why I mean, there's one of these bars in every you know every neighborhood in every city in the country has a place like this where it's the locals, and then they've got the lore. Of, of the bar that you never get to hear like even mm-hmm. though the internet exists you never get the full story no because they're all older people they're not posting it online I know. You know and you only get like the full scoop like if you are lucky enough to be able to meet somebody who's mm-hmm. like been around long enough to tell you what really happened mm-hmm. and this bar in particular had a very interesting story which I'd never heard of no, right, and I, no I didn't hear it no. last time no no because the the one anger guy was running the bar the last time we were in there. Yeah. So we didn't get to hear these stories. Yeah, so we got to hear like the cool story. So this this bar in particular is uh older. What? Nothing. Okay. No, go. Uh this bar in particular is older. And I guess so basically the bar itself is on the main floor. Like it's flush with the street. That's the way that it is. Mm-hmm. However, um he was telling us about the fact that there used to actually be a basement bar at this same bar, how it was like a two level, uh, a two level place basically, mm-hmm. and there was a big bar downstairs, and there was a bar upstairs. Like it was more so like a dance floor and stuff in the seventies, uh, downstairs. And uh, I guess he was saying that one night somebody who was upstairs, they were like cleaning their gun, or they had their gun on them or something. Yeah, it was it was an accidental. It, what happened was an accident. He sh- somebody shot through the floor. Well, t- you're taking the story. Th- oh, I'm, I'm sorry. leading to that. Well, <laughs> no, and so so they had the gun. And something happened accidentally. The gun accidentally went off, went through the floor down to the dance floor, and ended up uh, killing a woman who was downstairs on the dance floor. And so now he was saying, uh, so they basically sealed off that bottom part after that happened. Isn't that, that's pretty much what he said. They sealed that off, kind of closed it down. Kind of. Yeah. yeah. And this is the bar also it's... that Greg had talked about with the stairway leading to nowhere, mm-hmm. which I didn't even know what you meant until I saw it. And goddamn, that is a stairway that leads to nowhere. Yeah. They sealed it off, but they just never took off the railing. So it's just like the railing goes into the floor. It's railings. Yeah. That mm-hmm. just go straight down into the mm-hmm. floor and it's just carpeted over. So you can't even see it. Yeah. So, um, so the gentleman was telling us about how like the bar, they just closed it up. There's still a full bar down there. There's like murals painted on the walls. There are bar stools still down there. Mm-hmm. It's all still intact. But they've just not touched it for like 30 years, mm-hmm. which is completely fascinating to me. And he was also saying that um, that the woman that was, you know, accidentally killed there uh, also haunts the building. Yeah. Yeah. Which, you know, it has everything. It has hidden rooms. It has murder. It has mystery. It has mm-hmm. intrigue. Like, good conversation. Yeah. The bartender said, uh, which was a woman that was working there, she said, if you say the uh, woman's name, like weird stuff happens if you start talking about her. 
and like lights will flicker. And sure enough, while we were doing it, who knows? Maybe this is part of their gimmick, but the lights did flicker. They did while while we were talking about it. And she's like, "You see that?" And she was she seemed pretty serious. She's no, like, she was. I a- told you like this. Like seriously, if we start talking about her, like weird stuff will happen. That is so weird. And and you know it did. And if that was part of their gimmick and they were just messing with it, I think that's great. They too, gave anyway. us a great story. I don't, I don't care. Yeah, I don't care. It was uh, it was it was really interesting and it was fun. And this is why this will also be. Probably a stop on uh, GNT's OPT. Okay, I could see that one being a pretty, a pretty solid stop. That that one's a solid stop. Some of the other ones, um, they're still they're still worthy of stopping at, except for a couple where you shouldn't go. But other than that, yeah. See, I'm telling you, we're on to something here. Greg and Tristan's old Portland tours. Maybe you're gonna have to make sure that people sign like waivers. GNT so. OPT. That's it. No, that doesn't. Yeah, it kind of works. It kind of does. No. Hmm. no, but you're gonna have to have people sign waivers because if you're going into bars where, like, even you're telling me that you think I'm gonna get stabbed, like, yeah, yeah, no, you're not gonna get stabbed be. in that one that no, we went no. to. Some of the other ones, yeah, 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 you, you might be, yeah, you, you would definitely have to sign a waiver. Everybody's signing a waiver. But we're not if guaranteeing you, if you no get stabbings. Stabbed, it's not. It's we're not, not your guaranteeing fault. no stabbings. Yeah, I can't guarantee that. Um, I'll call an ambulance for you. I, you know, if I have to run myself, I'll call it. Once I'm at a safe place, but yeah, we'll figure it out. There'll be a very extensive waiver wow. involved. Who wouldn't want to support that business after it just shows how much you actually care about their human lives? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, sign a waiver so I'm not responsible for anything. And yeah, I'll wait till <laughs> I get to a safe location before I call an ambulance for you. And we're saying where you shouldn't go is a better name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And if, if we went into these bars, do they know they're part of a tour? I think they would not want to be part of this. So I'd probably have to say... No, it would be like a no. smaller tour. It's not like you're going to be taking like 50 people, but if you could do, you know, like six they're boutique, or eight. they're boutique tours, they're boutique uh, custom tours that we're going to be. What's doing. a really shitty way to say boutique to make it sound like, <laughs> you know, because it's not. Um, it's like the opposite of a boutique tour. Yeah, yeah, I know, but that's how I can trick people. To, I mean, that's how I'll convince people to to go on it. Um, but I don't think that other people, like, not all people, are like us. Where they like, like, you and I. And Tristan, a lot of our friends actually come to think of it. We all really like dive bars. Yeah, I just like seeing what's in a place because well, I've never you? been in there. I'm like, oh, I've never but been in there. I, I would never go in there. I want to know what's in there. Go out of their ways to like try and find terrible places Trouble. to go hang out. Because we actively do that. Be like, oh, that bar looks kind of scary. Let's go there. Well, I'm a good fly on the wall kind of person, though. I can, I can, you know, sit back and I'll blend in with the surroundings and. Yeah, not really. Artisan bar hopping, that's another... Uh, that still makes it sound too classy. Yeah, that does That's a good sound... one, Kristen, but that's that's too classy. Well, I don't want to make it sound too terrible. Well, it's because it's not terrible. Oh, some of the places... Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. no. Some of the places we're going, it's going to be terrible. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm not I'm not going to lie. Um, hmm. All right. We'll have to come up with something. Definitely going to need to get an attorney involved for the waiver thing. Although, if you're coming at your own... Peril? <sighs> yeah. How can I get out of this? How can I get paid and not count it? Um. Hmm. What What do you mean paid and not count? Are you seriously talking about tax evasion on our show right now? No, no. That's. I'm not talking about tax evasion. This is satirical purposes. I mean, yeah. How no. can I get paid and not get, get you away know? With it? What if somebody just uh, everybody leaves? You know, twenty bucks on Donations. the table, and then I happen to pick it up as a donation. As yes. a donation, it's a twenty dollars donation per person. Do you know what's a gentle way of saying it? Suggested donation. Yeah, but it's not suggested though. I really you want can't that. force a donation. That's like no. the opposite of its definition. I guess. Well, that what I forgot to like ditch someone or something at some point. Be like, okay, the cheapskate's not donating anything. Oh yeah, let's get out of here. 
everybody. Let's leave them here. <laughs> yeah, get out of here. Yeah, okay. Well, well, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. But yeah, I, I really think this is going to this is going to turn into something. <laughs> Nipples in the chest says, "How can I endanger people's lives and get paid tax free?" <laughs> um, you can get paid an experience, Greg. No, I've already had the experience. I'm giving everybody else the experience. You know what? I'm anyway, we'll figure out the business side. Okay, of it. I'm just saying. Yeah. I don't. I don't know how specialized this is. Like, I don't know how how many people are just like, "Wow." Have you so- ever heard of one? Well, no, but I also have eyeballs, Bam. and if I and if I go out past eighty second and see a scary looking bar and go there, that is that my tour. Well, no, because you don't have me telling you what what's in there. Because I've already done the research, and I'm letting you know where to go, the best places. Yeah, I think it's I think it's pretty good. I think you you need a guide. You need a guide to go to these places. It's my finger. Yeah, let's explain what's going on there. Oh, Sarah, what, Sarah just... is wrapping her finger. If you hear the uh, nobody can rustling, hear it. If you hear the rustling uh, behind, Sarah is wrapping up her finger right now for some reason. Well, no, it's my over weird finger that I. That is I that your broken finger? It's not broken. Okay, but yeah, it still kind of hurts. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, it's all wrapped up. Yeah. Okay. But we had the classiest weekend. So I'm thinking about this drop load. So yeah, we went to that bar on Saturday. Yesterday, I spent all day watching wrestling. Oh. Yeah. All right. It was very exciting. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I felt very classy after going to the, you know, after hanging out at the dive bar and then waking up the next morning going, wrestling does make me feel a little trashy. You should explain why you were watching wrestling. You keep saying I should explain things. <laughs> well, why were you watching? Well, I was watching wrestling because A, I like it, and because B, it was the motherfucking Royal Rumble yesterday. Okay. Which is a very exciting turn of events. Yes. It's a very exciting. So actually, um, some of our friends came down and watched it. So uh, Scoot Adam and Adam Posse from the McMahon Horn, mm-hmm. they came down and we all watched uh, the Royal Rumble together. Which, if you've never seen it, it is it's the first one I've ever seen. It is goddamn hilarious. Mm-hmm. I didn't know quite the premise of it. Now, do you know? Do you know the premise? Uh, yes, yes, I know. What Ro- is the premise? Royal Rumble? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's with the thirty or I don't know. They may have changed the number of wrestlers, but yeah, every minute another wrestler comes in and. Yeah, okay. I yeah. I didn't know that. So so though basically there's one You know person. I've been watching wrestling since I was like 8. Yes, Greg, you remind me of that all the time. Well, I mean it's If you don't know what the Royal Rumble is. There we go. Then it is basically an event. It's kind of like the one kind of it's on the road to WrestleMania, which is like the big, you know, like the Super Bowl basically of wrestling. Is that correct? Uh yes, WrestleMania would be like that. Okay. Yeah. So rest, uh, now, I'll say I had, uh, I haven't actively watched wrestling since I was like in my 20s, but mm-hmm. yeah. Well, see, I've been watching it Probably for a little while, that. so I I understand a little bit of it. Well, I I know who like a lot of the the people are who are the wrestlers, and so this is the first Royal Rumble I've ever seen where basically it's one person defending his title, which is the most amazingly gorgeous human being almost on the planet, Roman Reigns. If uh ladies or gentlemen that like gentlemen Take a look at a picture of him because he is like the hottest thing ever. So anyway, he was the reigning champion. So how it works is that he has to defend his belt by beating 29 other people, like other wrestlers inside of the ring. And at, you know, every minute a buzzer goes off and then they like announce, you don't know who's coming out next and they'll announce the next wrestler that's coming out. So it's just a giant shit show of like all these wrestlers that all look like cartoon characters in the ring, all beating the crap out of each other. It was very entertaining. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's all I have to say about that. I thought, well, if you've been watching it so long, I thought maybe you might have something to contribute to the wrestling conversation. Well, I mean, yeah, it's it's interesting that you're um, that you're discovering the stuff. You know, you're you're discovering wrestling. You're discovering your inner wrestling fan. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I remember watching Royal Rumble when I was a kid. Mm. Yeah, I watched it a lot. It was it was a lot uh-huh. of fun. I liked it, but I didn't realize how much I like how much random trivia I actually know about wrestling. So when I'm talking to people, I, I kind of scare myself because I know too many random weird little facts about it. Okay. Yeah. All right, you've tu- you've turned into that. Are you going to be getting any wrestling tattoos? I'm not going to be getting any wrestling tattoos. Thank okay. you for asking, though. Okay. No, I think I'll be okay with that one. All right. Mm-hmm. But needless to say, oh, I don't want to spoil it in case somebody hasn't seen it yet. So never mind. I won't say who won. Oh, okay. Because I know some people they they wait. Cause they it's save a paper- it. There's a it's a pay per view event, so you might not know if Roman Reigns came out undefeated or if his he was stripped of his championship. So okay, I won't say it. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, there we go. Oh, hello, my friends. Happy Monday to you. My name is Sarah X. Dillon. Oh, somebody posted a picture of Roman Reigns in the chat, and it's delightful. Welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. All right, first up. Now, this is something that I've been able... That I talked about a few weeks ago that I think is becoming a trend. Now, Greg, there's been yet another incident of cheese thievery. Of cheese people, thievery, People huh? are stealing trucks of cheese again. Okay. Yeah, so this has happened... I think this has happened like two or three times in the past couple months. Well, it has struck again, this time in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Now, uh, Wisconsin thieves have stolen a semi-trailer holding $70,000 worth of cheese on board it. That's a lot of $70, cheese. $70,000 worth of cheese. So this uh, the theft occurred early Friday morning when police received reports of a 2012 Great Dane semi-trailer... Stolen from a local warehouse, the trailer reportedly held approximately $70,000 worth of cheese products. Now, uh, Germantown police were able to locate the semi-trailer, used to steal the trailer, and shared a photo of the logo that was displayed on the 54-foot-long trailer. Now, they were able to find the trailer. However, when they did find it, somebody had already taken all the cheese out of it. Uh-oh. They took se- <laughs> I can't even imagine how much cheese that would be to be worth $70,000. How does one transport that much cheese out of a trailer into somewhere else? Well, you'd have to refrigerate it, so I don't know where it would uh, where you would take it. I don't know, but somebody kept it, and they were so someone actually was able to recognize it because the police posted a picture of uh, the logo on Facebook of the trailer of the cheese, you know, the cheese trailer that was stolen. Mm-hmm. So they found the trailer, none of the cheese. Also, this is the second cheese-related caper. Mm-hmm. That happened, uh, so this happened in Marshfield. So this happened also in Wisconsin, where I guess... uh, Now, what exact kind of cheese was it? So this one doesn't say it says cheese products for the 70,000. Cheese products. However, uh, late last week... Now, what do they mean by cheese products? Do they mean like Cheez-Its or is it actual cheese? I believe it's a, it was refrigerated trucks. So I believe it would be actually cheese because I don't think they'd be refrigerating cheese. Okay, eggs. okay. I'm pretty sure. All right. But this one, this next one, so this happened less than a week ago around the same area. This is why I'm telling you there's a cheese racket going on because $90,000 worth of Parmesan cheese went missing mm-hmm. a couple of days before this other. Parmesan's big bucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's the money cheese. Yeah, so they're coming up empty-handed. That's $160,000 worth of cheese that has been stolen in the past week. So who is buying all the cheese? That's the I main, don't know. That's the main this problem. This is what we always talk about. It's like black market cheese. We mm-hmm. wouldn't get black, mar- mm-hmm. black market cheese. Is this what rich people do? They like buy up, buy up all the cheese? They just have a never-ending cheese Cause a cheese, cheese shortage? The cheese conglomerates, are they involved? Or is it somebody who is wronged by... Is the it one gangs? particular company mm-hmm. that's having their cheese stole, stolen? 
Like, I who's the owner of the the original manufacturer of the cheese? Uh, it says the, let's see, Great Dane. It for was, both of them? Uh, no, it just says that was for the first one. Okay. So th- for the first $70,000 worth of cheese products. I'm thinking it's this. This is just a theory. But I'm thinking somebody who works for the cheese industry started off, like, like this guy started off low on the total pole, like started off as the janitor at the, janitor at the cheese company, worked his way up, mm-hmm. did really well working for these cheese conglomerates and like helped helped open a lot of bridges and like like uh, helped um helped helped increase the business of some of these cheese companies by a lot like he was really valued and well, he got worked his way up really addicting it's like a drug well and then he did a great job selling for this company you know he worked his way up worked really hard got up towards the top the owner of the cheese company you know the 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 cheese mogul himself turns out he had a couple of daughters now these daughters, oh god, don't cheese they fell in love? Daughters. What's wrong with you? With the cheese janitor who has now moved all the way up, all the way up there, and the the cheese janitor and the daughter of the cheese mogul, the cheese daughter and the cheese janitor, they fell in love. Kind of, kind of a little bit of a you know, like a Romeo your, and Juliet, kind yeah, of Romeo thing. and Juliet kind of thing. But I mean, they were still on the inside. But it's more like a uh, poor guy who did good versus a uh, rich girl who's been here. You know who who's already accepted in high society. They fell in love. Problem was there was a little bit of a backlash that happened. Now the cheese mogul appreciated what the cheese janitor had done for his company, but not for his daughter. Not for his daughter. It's one thing for business, but when you marry into a family, his daughter deserves somebody who comes from the upper echelons of cheese society. Tell us like it is. Drop load. And so, so what happened is he put the gabosh on it and he said, "No, it's not going to happen." It's not going to happen on my watch. Cheese janitor, you know, coming from working his way up, being poor, and working his way up into these upper echelons. Well, not only did he know a lot about the business, he also knows the underside of the business, too. And so he was like, you know what? This is my cheese love for your cheese daughter is much more important than business. I'm out of here. I quit because you can't accept me for who I am and all I've done for you. Cheese mogul, this is... BS, I'm out. Well, here's the thing, though. Now he's on his own. The daughter, oh the daughter had to God. leave him. And the cheese janitor is like, you know what? I know this business. I've worked my way up. I'm a hard worker. How can I make him pay? How can I make this cheese mogul pay for demi- denying me my love? And that's where he started getting Stop in on the other side the of the business. Stop doing the clicking thing. Why did you do that again? It's like, you know what? I know when these shipments are going to be made. I know what's going to hurt him. I'm going to hit him at the pocketbook. I'm going to steal his cheese. At the pocketbook? Yeah. So he took. The, so he's. Yes, so he's out there I'm right now, the organizing. You know, he's like the El Chapo of cheese, and he's out there like organizing cheese banditry, and he's he's hoarding all this cheese. I don't even know if he's going to do anything with it. You know, maybe he gives it out to other uh, poor communities, like a Robin Hood, maybe more of cheese. But he's doing something with it, and I think he's the one that we need to be looking for. The cheese janitor. Yeah. God, some days you're just exactly like Charlie Day. Cheese janitor. Okay. All right. So there we go. So the cheese is on the lamb. We don't know where it is. We don't know who has it. We don't know if it's been El repackaged. Chizo. That's what we'll call him. Not El Chapo. El Chizo. He's out there somewhere. A thief has been arrested after he was able to escape guards who were trying to capture him by covering himself in feces. Yes, uh, this man who's from, uh, let's see, just says uh, he's Spanish. So a Spanish man who reportedly plastered himself with feces after he was caught stealing oranges was remanded to seek medical attention 
after they finally caught up with him. So this man's name, uh, let's see, he's 56 years old. His name is Eric Rose, who also goes by the nickname Stitchy. <laughs> Didn't smell like one. <laughs> No, Stitchy. Uh, Wait, Stitchy? That's his nickname? That's what it says. His nickname's Stitchy. Oh, I think I'd rather have Droplode than Stitchy. That's te- that's a terrible name. I think Droplode's far worse than Stitchy. Oh, Stitchy's pretty bad. All right, well, Stitchy... It's a good thing mine is White Lightning, though, so it doesn't really matter. some allegations that uh, happened late last year. Stitchy. So. Now, Stitchy was accosted by security personnel at a grocery store after the... Let's see. After the security caught him stealing oranges from them... Now, when he was accosted, Stitchy ran to the bathroom, and that's when he plastered himself with feces to prevent the guards from apprehending him. And it worked because they didn't want to touch him. Well, yeah, I wouldn't want to touch him over some stolen oranges. He was able to run away and escaped out into the public. Now, the accused wasn't seen until a week later when he was spotted again by one of the guards. Now, Stitchy was held by police and uh, subsequently charged with larceny. So when Stitchy appeared before the magistrate, uh, he pleaded guilty with an explanation because he told the court that he was just getting oranges to feed the goats. However, he did have uh, absolutely no explanation as to why he covered himself with feces. He is being... Ha- that sounds like somebody was just waiting for an excuse to do that anyway. You, like, know it's their dream. Yeah, but they they never want to admit to it. Like, all right, here's my moment. This is it. And it makes perfect sense why I should cover myself in feces right now. It's like, I've just always wanted to do it. This seems like the perfect time. Mm-hmm. Let's just let's just make it happen. Yeah. Drop load and stitchy in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> the best radio show name ever. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so stitchy is in trouble after doing that. So um, don't do that because you'll eventually get caught. Next up, Greg, you brought up so ever so timely at the beginning of the show that it's snowing on the East Coast. Yes, it is. It sure is. Well, there's an article that reads: "Sex in the Snowden Cities: Why This Blizzard's Going to Be Causing a Baby Boom." Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. So, of course, the East Coast is getting its fair share of snow this weekend, and chances are you might have also heard of the fact that when folks get snowed in for a couple of days, the population in the area is likely to see a boost in birth just nine months later. Mm. So there might be a baby, an East Coast baby boom. Yeah, I can see that. Because everybody's snowed in and humping. Yeah, okay. So, in other words, yes, blizzards are uh, prime baby-making time. Yeah. The article said. I know, it's just gross when you say it like that. Baby making time. That's, you know. Well, it does turn out there's actually truth to those studies, and the phenomenon isn't just limited to snowstorms, but if there's any kind of event, if it's weather or otherwise, and people are more, you know, they tend to be more sequestered into their homes, there is no, a. No, no, I, the, I follow the logic of. So there is actually even with um, with tropical storm watches, like if there are hurricanes or you know any kind of light thing, they'll always see an uptick in the pre- in uh, pregnancies. So there you go. So they've been following from New York City blackout of 1965 to Oklahoma City bombing in 1995, and people are afraid to leave, leave their houses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they just sit there and make babies. Stop saying that. It's so creepy what? when you say it that way. There's something just really. Well, then we're both creeping each other unnerving. out today with you doing your. Making babies drop load. All right, and I do finally have one other story. I haven't heard of these dolls before. Now, you know, we've, we've all heard of, like, some strange, like, people having dolls that they love. You know, like, real-life-looking dolls. What do you mean? 
You know what I mean. Just stop it. All right, well, now, out of Bangkok, there are dolls that people are carrying around as if they're actual children because they're called uh, dolls with super metal, uh, supernatural powers. No, they're like superhero dolls? No, they're like... Uh, so they look like children, basically. So these dolls are considered lucky charms by Thai individuals, and they're called uh, child angels. And they've been selling for hundreds of dollars after celebrities began promoting them what? on media. So basically, what they are, are they're like life-size dolls of children that, peop- that people are carrying around with them as if they're their own children. And now, of course, it's not weird enough. Dolls are actually allowed, since they're such a big part of the Thai culture right now, they're allowing them to be treated as if they're airline passengers... What? Because they don't want to keep their dolls in storage. So people are actually They're buying like plane tickets they're for They're buying them? plane tickets for their supernatural dolls. Why are they called supernatural? It I says supernatural. Okay, so it says the dolls owner pri- uh, owners prize them because they've been convinced that the spirits of child angels live inside of the dolls and they indulge them with expensive clothes and accessories, dressing them as if they're an actual human child. Wow. Because a lot of Thai celebrities are chilling for this, basically. So it's influencing the culture, and now all of them want to own these, you know, what they call child angel possessed supernatural dolls. Damn. So if you treat the doll that you have, um, if you treat it very well, it's believed to bring good luck, which is why people are willing to pay extra cash for dolls to be seated next to them like other passengers. I'm taking the armrest if I'm sitting next to a doll. Yeah, so the dolls uh, aren't allowed to be sitting during uh, exit rows, but their seatbelts, however, do have to be fastened in a secure manner. Oh, and I know this is a podcast, so you can't see what they look like, but uh, I highly encourage you to look up child angels, and it does pop right up. Mm -hmm. They are creepy, creepy looking. There are going to be so many horror movies made off of these dolls. Oh, yeah. Well, get this. So um, so the main airline that's that's handling all this, so Thai Smile Airways... Recently issued a staff uh, a staff report advising flight attendants that they must treat the dolls as if they were like human children. If they're seated in Why? the rows, if they're seated in the rows, they're like big. like how how do you? I don't understand. How do you treat it like a child? They have to talk to it. I think you have to talk to it. It says the flight attendants have to talk to somebody's doll. God, that would be awful. So the dolls have gone through what they call as a spiritualization process. Oh man, that's. That gives them life, according to the airline. So, the new policy for dolls comes more than two months after at least 60 passengers have begun boarding airplanes with their dolls that they've already pre-purchased seats for. Just when, you know, you think about how weird the U.S. is and how many disturbing things happen here, um, you know, just culturally, you're reminded that other places in the world have their own fucked up shit, too, because that's creepy. They think That's that they're dolls creepy. With, with child angels, which means like the spirits of dead children is what they're saying, are possessing them. And they, if they buy them more expensive clothes and airline tickets and things, then that'll give them better luck. Wow. That's the logic. So if you do have Thailand. one of these okay. child angel dolls, then rest assured you can now buy them an airline ticket. Isn't that, my friends, is your world? I would be super creeped out sitting next to a child doll. Oh, yeah. That would be kind of terrifying. Yeah, I I would not like it. And someone talking to the child doll. I, no, actually, I'd be more scared of the person talking to the child doll than the doll itself. Yeah, I just, I don't, if I don't really want to be around either. If they're having a conversation with it. Well, I would be more annoyed if they're making me talk to their doll. Nobody can make you talk to their doll. Yeah, but if they're making the flight attendants do it, like they, t- they have to treat them like a child. 
Like, what if you're sitting next to one of these crazy well, people and you got a doll in between the two of you and they're like, say hi to my doll. Say well, hi to my they're child. They're already like, part of, no, I don't know, want to. of Thai culture. I mean, if they're working, you know, prob- probably for you know, a Thai airline company. So they might be, I mean. They might have dolls of their own. It's so popular to where like they're issuing like statements like airlines are saying that like, yes, we will treat your living angel child dolls if it's real and give it a seat. Wow. Yeah. All right. So. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Well, there it is. That is there. Uh, it is. That is disturbing. <laughs> All right. Should we do a little bit of ball talk? I heard there were some sports things this weekend. There were. There were a couple of things that happened. A little bit of this. A little bit of that. All right. I'm Greg Nibbler. Let's talk balls. balls. We'll get to a couple of the other things that happened in Ball Talk today, and then maybe talk about the uh, bigger news. All right, first up in Ball Talk, I've got this in the from the National Basketball Association, the Cleveland, <clears throat> the Cleveland Cavaliers, of course, where LeBron James plays, have fired their head coach David Blatt. So, despite the fact that Cleveland does have the best record in the Eastern Conference right now. They are. They have not fared very well against Golden State. I don't even know if they played San Antonio yet. They haven't played against the top teams from the West. Uh, haven't played well against them. Mm-hmm. Even the Blazers blew them out, like uh, on Christmas, the day after Christmas. If that says anything. So they're good in the Eastern Conference, but not good enough to win the win the league right now. And so, the Cavs fired their head coach David Blatt. Now, Cleveland made a statement saying that uh, LeBron James had nothing to do with it. They didn't even consult him and that he found out after they decided, you know, as management to get rid of David Blatt. I'm pretty much everybody everywhere said, no, that's not mm. true. LeBron James pretty much runs that team. I mean, what he oh, wants yeah, is he what does. he's going to get. Yeah. And so even David Blatt's uh, uh, group they they fully believe that it was LeBron didn't want him there anymore, and so oh. that was why he got fired. LeBron has spoken. LeBron has spoken. LeBron is is the king of Cleveland, and so they have promoted former NBA player Ty uh, Tyron Lou to the uh, head coaching spot right now. So he was the assistant coach, and he has signed a three year extension with the team. So now. Now it looks like he's probably going to inherit the the head coaching spot, but LeBron likes Lou, so that's why. Oh, so that's good. So that's why he gets it. Yeah, that is that is probably why it's going to be happening. So there we go. Yeah, three three years. Looks like he signed an extension for three years. He was promoted from assistant coach to head coach and signed a three-year extension with the team. LeBron James, that's a powerful guy to know. Well, All right. Yeah, that's a powerful guy to like you. Oh, yeah. If yeah. he doesn't like you, you're, you're out. Mm. Uh, moving on to ball talk. Some more strange news, just side NFL news before we get to the big stuff that happened over this weekend. In the continuing revolving door that is the possibility of L.A. football teams. So the Los Angeles Rams, St. Louis Rams formerly Mm. now, uh, are officially moving to L.A. We already know that part. They're moving into the brand new stadium that their owner is building. And, uh, you know, condolences to St. Louis Rams fans, but it's it's gone. It's already happened. Mm. However... There are two other cities that are hoping to keep their teams, and it's looking increasingly like they won't. Uh, so the Oakland Raiders have the first option. They can opt to share the stadium with the L.A. Rams in L.A. They'll move down there, and so they'll just play every other weekend. 
If they opt out, the San Diego Chargers are expected to opt in, and then they will move to L.A. Oh, no, excuse me. I have that backwards. Mm-hmm. The Chargers have the option first. Okay. To move to L.A. That's what, my bad. My bad. It's the Chargers have the first option. If they say no, then the Raiders would have the option to move to L.A. So what's being proposed now is the Chargers move to L.A. The Raiders have already said, we don't want to be in Oakland at all. And they're, um, which is a bargaining chip, but they're saying they will move to San Diego if the Chargers leave. Okay. This is, this is why I'm saying it's all kind of confusing. Yeah, it's kind of a Chargers have first dance. option. They'll probably move to L.A., share it with the Rams, share the stadium. Raiders are saying if that happens, then they're going to move down to San Diego. And then there will be three teams in Southern California. Okay. That's a lot. Within, within 100 miles of each other, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. That even confused me. We're just going to leave that where it is. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on to Bell Talk. Let's get to the big games of this last weekend. Oh, boy. In the first game of the day, we'll go to this one. The New England Patriots. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Came to Colorado to play the Denver Broncos. Now, New England Patriots were widely expected to win. I believe in in Las Vegas betting, it was like 70% of the bets were in favor of New England winning this game. Oh, really? They were very much favored to win it. However, that did not happen. Peyton Manning and the Denver Broncos beat Tom Brady and the New England Patriots in Denver to go on to Super Bowl 50. A couple of things that happened in it, though, with this game. Um, one was that when the Patriots first scored, they went to kick a kick the extra point. You know, you have the option when you when you score a touchdown, you have the option of taking the extra point, which hits you one point, or you have the option of trying to run or pass it into the end zone, which will get you two points, but mm. it's harder to do. Yeah. Usually the... Isn't that called the two-point conversion? It is a two-point conversion. Yes, it is. So the the extra point is generally going to be your better option, although this year they moved it further back from the line, so it's a little bit harder. And the New England kicker, Gustkowski, missed it. Missed it on the first one. He hadn't missed one, I guess, the entire year. Oh, man. Missed this one. And sure enough, the game did come down to the point where New England was prepared to possibly tie it up at the very end. They scored their touchdown, and they were two points behind the Broncos, which means they had to go for a two-point conversion at the end of the game, whereas if he had made that kick, all they would have had to do is make a chip shot extra point. Mm-hmm. Would have gone to overtime. Who knows? Who knows where it would have been? But they had to go for two, and it didn't work. Now, because of this, some New England fans... Um, are not very nice and decided to go on to Twitter and say some really I gotta say it's pretty bad some of the stuff they said about this kicker like he received so many threats death threats like death threats and worse than <laughs> death threats some of the stuff there I'm, I won't even repeat what some of it is luckily there's a there's a site uh, total totalsprosports.com um this guy uh, screen capped a lot of them before these people took down their accounts. But I mean, some of the stuff they were saying about his kids and his wife and like, I okay, mean, it was yeah. like, mm. yeah, I'm not going to repeat them. I'm just saying it's really bad stuff. These are people 
these people that go on Twitter, and there's there's stuff like this for anything. These trolls, whether it's sports, whether it's a movie, or whether it, whatever, they get on there and they think that they can just say these terrible things about people, and it's ridiculous. Um, yeah, most of them are. You know, I hope you die. Uh, you ruined this for all of us. It's like it's a football game, dude. It's not the end of the. It's not the end of the world. That this guy didn't do so- anything. Yeah, I'm sure he feels awful. He mix, missed the extra point. But that, that was at the very beginning of the game. There's plenty of other things that could have gone on to for them to win that game. But anyway, I just don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. It happens every time. Mm. These people do that. They Luckily, all come out of the woodwork. Yeah, they all come out of the woodwork. So there, there is that. There's a bunch of terrible people that were mad that New England lost. Uh, one of the other things with this New England Patriots game, of course, Tom Brady did lose. <laughs> Jazz in the chat said Those aren't actually Pats fans They're haters Trying to make the fans look bad I'm gonna disagree I think they're Pats fans um, They're just You can't control What your fan base is Sometimes there's There's bad sections Of every fan base And I'm I think these guys Are Pats fans um, I will say this though When it comes down to Tom Brady You know There was a lot of talk About him being a crybaby Which there are You know there, There's multiple Multiple times you see him whining to refs and doing that kind of stuff, which is what he should be doing because he gets calls in his favor. That's called just playing the game and, you know, winning. Mm. It does make you look like a crybaby, but he also wins a hell of a lot of championships. So I'll take the championships and his, you know, I think he's doing okay for himself. The uh, Denver Broncos, though, they their defense slammed him into the ground a ton during this game. He got beat the fuck up. Tom Brady did? Tom Brady did, yeah. Yeah, he really, he really, yeah, got slammed. And to his credit, I got to say, the guy took it. Like, every time, like, his line didn't protect him at all. And every time he got slammed to the ground, he did get back up. Mm. And he kept playing and fighting through the end of the game. I, I got to give him credit. Like, crybaby or not, he, the guy's a winner, and he's he was pretty tough. I think that was, that was pretty impressive. Mm. I'll give him that. I'll give him that. That being said, Patriots are out. Denver Broncos are moving on. And uh, so Peyton Manning will get a chance to get his other ring. Also, the other game was this. The Carolina Panthers took on the Arizona Cardinals in Carolina. And that game, not as close. Arizona just was terrible. Arizona was awful. Mm. Panthers completely destroyed them. Cam Newton ran all over them. And Cam Newton is going to be going into the Super Bowl. So when is the Super Bowl? Super Bowl is in two weeks. Two weeks, okay. Two weeks. Well, one day less than two weeks right now. Mm-hmm. It's on the Sunday, February 6th, I want to say. Yeah, or something I think that's like that. too. Or the 7th. Sunday, February 7th. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be... I mean, it, it'll be a good game, actually. Carolina looks really good right now. They're, they're looking pretty unstoppable. Although Denver's defense is also pretty impressive. Mm. It's it's going to be a pretty good game, I think, this year. But yeah, Cam Newton, the up-and-coming quarterback for the NFL versus the old guard, Peyton Manning, probably Peyton's last NFL football game. I'm going to guess, win or lose, I'm going to guess he's going to be done after this year. You know, one of the greatest of all time. So it'll be a good, uh, a good game. Real good game. Real good game. But there you go. Carolina Panthers versus the Denver Broncos in Super Bowl 50 in two weeks. Taking place in Santa Clara, California. That concludes this edition of Ball Talk. Oh my gosh, it's a Christmas miracle. No songs? No songs today. Wow. No songs today. I was going to do one thing because I noticed it. 
No, I won't. I won't. No, give give the people a break. It's not a song. It's not a song. But okay. I, we'll 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 leave it at that. We'll leave it at that for right now. That's very big of for you. for right now. Okay. Um, you know what's happening on Thursday? Um, this week? I absolutely do know what's happening on Thursday, which is our bingo night. Yes, indeed. I'm super excited about it. So, of course, it's Thursday. January 28th. January 28th, 6 p.m. at the Landmark Saloon, 4847 Southeast Division. Free to enter, free to play. Yes. Come join us, hang out, have some adult beverages, have non-adult beverages, get some food. Do whatever you want. Have some laughter, hang out with us. It'll just, be a lot of fun. Yeah, just come down and hang out. So the signups will be at 6 p.m. on Thursday, January 28th at the Landmark Saloon at 4847 Southeast Division. There's a link right at our website, too, if you want to go there, or we have a... We have an event page on Facebook, and we would love to see everybody come down and, and hang out. It's and, a lot of fun. Uh, and we do some like side games, which uh, mm-hmm. big thanks to Mallory, who uh, was actually at, uh, when I was watching wrestling, she was there watching wrestling too yesterday, and she gave me the best idea for uh, a bingo game involving okay. you Oh, on Thursday, which like I'm pretty idea. excited about. Yeah. Well, it is it's going to be this Thursday at the Landmark Saloon. Come down, hang out. Uh, join us. It's going to be brought to you courtesy of Small Town Brewery, which is the they're the purveyors of Not Your Father's Root Beer and Not Your Father's Ginger Ale. Wonderful, wonderful beverages and wonderful company who's been supporting us. And we just want you guys to come out and hang out with us. That's it. Come out and play some bingo. Some bingo. Yep. No yeah. risk because it's all free. Courtesy of Small Town Brewery. I'm very excited. Send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in to Fun Employment Radio. You're wonderful people, and we appreciate it. Dropload loves much. you all. Oh, no. That is the best nickname ever. Like, we couldn't have even it's gotta made be White Lightning. something better. White Lightning. No. I, what I was think Dropload's going to stick, actually. Damon Razor. That's what it's going to be. Damon Razor. Damon Razor. That sounds like a wrestling name, actually. <laughs> yeah, it kind of does. All right. We'll be back tomorrow with more Fun Employment Radio. Duck off, my friends. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network.